This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. With Taiwan's referendum just days away, new Taipei City Mayor has come under fire from within his own political camp for not fully supporting the opposition KMT agenda. As Bing Wang reports, his hesitancy echoes that of many voters who believe referendums have become too partisan. The opposition KMT holds rallies with tens of thousands of people to encourage voters to vote yes on all four referendums. Curiously absent is new Taipei City Mayor Ho Youyi. It's seen as a lack of support for the political party's agenda and has become a point of contention. And for Ho, it underlines the very point he is trying to make. In a 1,000-character Facebook post, Ho said the December 18 referendums have turned into partisan politics. Yan Bing Su, an associate professor at National Changchi University, echoes concerns that the polls are being used for political gain rather than a barometer of the public's opinions. It would be great if the referendums will be solely based on reasonable um, discussion on issues rather than uh, you know, based on political mobilization um, you know, stances. On Saturday, the people of Taiwan will tick yes or no on four critical issues, including pork imports, the reopening of a nuclear power plant, the fate of an algal reef, and there's even a referendum on referendums. But the new Taipei city mayor says these issues cannot be addressed with a simple yes or no vote. There's much more beneath the surface. Even his fellow KMT legislator, Chen Yuzhen, says voters need to be given more analysis to make an informed decision. There have been attempts to make the process easier, especially for the elderly, illiterate, and those who are audio and visually impaired. The government this year will provide an informational digital website and a 24-hour hotline with several languages for those who need audio assistance. While the government seems to be trying to make it easier for people to vote, many say there needs to be more effort to help voters understand what exactly they are voting for. Patrick Chen and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. To find out more about why the battle for people's votes in this year's referendums are very much drawn along party lines, our reporter Rick Glauert spoke to Ming Shouhe, professor in sociology at the National Taiwan University. And I think most of the people at this point feel like it's becoming a, a warfare between political parties. Some of the issues are actually first raised by social movements. But now with the politicians' involvement, it's more like war between the ruling party and the opposition party. And how do these four issues interact with local politics? Well, the four issues are quite uh, diverse. Uh, the, the number one issue is about American pork, whether we are going to allow the legalization of import. The second is about the, the timing of referendum, whether it should accompany a major election. The third one is about nuclear energy. And the fourth one is about protection of algae reef. So it's quite diversified. So. And what do you think referendums are meant to bring to Taiwanese people and their democracy? And in reality, what do they bring? It, it was designed to bring people, voters, 
the boys, it's what decide to give them boys and by circumventing political parties and politicians. But what now we see is that the intense involvement of politicians, uh, whether it's from ruling parties or from the opposition party, actually become the major spotlight. They stole the Sanders loan. Uh, whether uh, a civil society organization had taken a back seat. So again, it raised the question whether this is a good design to bring voters to the uh, driving seat uh, instead of let politicians make the decision because in the end of the day, you see the politicians have still had more voices. A trilateral security dialogue between Taiwan, the United States and Japan is underway in Taipei. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe used his speech to warn once more that Japan could be brought into any conflict involving Taiwan and China. James Chater reports. Addressing a virtual meeting in Taipei, Shinzo Abe reiterates his view that threats to Taiwan pose a direct challenge to Japan. The former Japanese Prime Minister made similar comments earlier this month, but in his remarks during trilateral security talks between Taiwan, the US and Japan on Tuesday, he had more pointed remarks for Beijing. Here's another point. An adventure in military affairs, if pursued by such a huge economy like China's, could be suicidal, to say the least. Organizers say the meeting, attended in person by Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen, is happening as China's assertiveness challenges the stability of democracies in the region. China's unilateral attempt to change the status quo is inconsistent with the shared values and the mutual interests of the Indo-Pacific region. Momentum to bolster democratic alliances in the Indo-Pacific is gaining pace. Australia and South Korea on Monday signed a defense deal worth 717 million US dollars. South Korean Prime Minister Moon Jae-in received the military red carpet treatment in Canberra, as his Australian counterpart Scott Morrison pledged to buy 30 self-propelled howitzers and 15 armored ammunition resupply vehicles from a South Korean arms company. Other agreements between the two include strengthening trade and resources, and are widely viewed in the context of Australia's strategy to mitigate Chinese influence in the region. That strategy also includes Australia's participation in the Quad and AUKUS alliances. And as President Moon and I discussed today, both of these partnerships are about ensuring that Australia can be a stronger partner for so many others. And so the capabilities that we're able to acquire through the AUKUS partnership means that we can be an even better partner with Korea in our bilateral relationship. Beijing was unimpressed by the deal. But back at talks in Taipei, the security threat from Beijing feels far from imaginary. Tsai said no amount of external pressure will shake Taiwan's efforts to be part of the international community. Karma Su and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger has arrived in Taiwan. He is expected to meet senior executives at Taiwan's semiconductor manufacturing company, or TSMC, the world's largest chip maker. This is Gelsinger's first trip to Asia since he took over at Intel earlier this year. TSMC has declined to comment on his visit. 
The Taiwan legislator at the center of a domestic abuse case is pushing for laws to be changed. Lawmaker Gao Jiayi recently spoke out about the violence she faced at the hands of her ex-boyfriend. Gao and fellow lawmakers from the ruling DPP are now calling for laws to be updated to address the use and abuse of intimate videos. Taiwan Plus reporter Peachy Zhuang has the story. It was a shocking confession when lawmaker Gao Jiayu went public about her experience of domestic abuse last month. But the 41-year-old said she spoke out because intimate violence needs to be taken seriously and loopholes in the domestic violence law need to be fixed. And one of the biggest issues which she alleges her ex-boyfriend used to keep her quiet is the use of intimate and personal videos. She wants laws to target those who search for and share intimate videos online. Gao said the Sexual Assault Crime Prevention Act should be amended to also prevent personal privacy violations involving intimate content. Fellow DPP legislators echo her sentiments. And those who regulate online and internet content agree that laws need to be broadened to keep up with technology. Gao's high profile means her case is being addressed at a national level. Other lawmakers have supported her cause, hoping that their efforts will shed light on a problem often faced silently, so that victims will be given a voice and get the help they need. Alex Chen and Peter Zhang for Taiwan Plus. A teenage aviator has just touched down in a part of her attempt to become the youngest woman to fly solo around the world. 19-year-old British-Belgian pilot Zara Rutherford landed in Taipei's Songshan Airport in her custom-made shark ultralight plane. She departed from Seoul on the latest leg of her five-continent, 52-country journey, which she has called Flying Zolo. Rutherford will stay overnight in a quarantine hotel before flying on from Taiwan on Wednesday. The gap year student set out from Belgium in August and hopes to complete her record attempt by mid-January. If she succeeds, she will be the youngest woman to fly solo around the world and the youngest person to do so in a microlight aircraft. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. We leave you with hundreds of kayaks decked with Christmas lights and decorations as they float through the canals in central Copenhagen to celebrate St. Lucia's Day. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.